Hey everyone, happy holidays. Welcome to TV Told Me. I'm Kelly. I'm my day. And we have a special guest today. You know, we like to bring our special guests around during the holiday season. I've been waiting so- on this. I, I, the anticipation. I've, I've been waiting on this. <laughs> People have requested it. Kelly was blocking it, but you know what happened? <laughs> Sometimes good things come to those who wait. And it's going to happen today. It, it's happening. I'm sitting here with our guest of honor, Nancy, my mom. Say hi. Hey. Hey, hi, everybody. <laughs> yes. I'm just, I'm happy to be here, a little bit nervous, but it'll be fun. It'll be yeah. fun. I'm not sure if you know it. We have ones of listeners. You know what I mean? So this will go all over to maybe <laughs> yeah. five or 10 people. So, you know, our mm-hmm. audience size is intimate. That's what we like to call it. Not... Yeah. not very big millions out there you know yeah. we we have had international listeners so you know you never know when it's gonna blow up this true that's right that and she is, is coming um ready for the holiday season she has on her signature turtleneck <laughs> yes she, she her neck is chilly <laughs> so she's got a her holiday christmas tree turtleneck on red vest which we always talk about my niece. If my niece is wearing a vest, we're like, mm, she's rocking the mom style today. <laughs> Your niece that too has a little vest. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> I, were these purchased by you, Miss Nancy? Are you are you yes. getting her in early on the vest situation? Yes, I have to teach her <laughs> from the start and how to stay warm. And it's just survival. That's right. It's survival. Exactly. Well, I know that Kelly is trying to talk about your turtlenecks, but let me say this. I <laughs> recently was sick, okay? I would have given anything for a turtleneck because my <laughs> my throat area needed to be warm and a scarf was too much. I wanted it to be all combined. And a hoodie doesn't go all the way up. And I was like, the modern fashion that I've adopted does not do well for a cold. If I had a turtleneck, it would be perfect. But I didn't have one because... I've been into hoodies and not turtlenecks, but if I would have been near you, I would have not had the throat thing. It would have been warm. Yes. I have many. I have many. <laughs> But that's when you need to put the Vicks on your neck and wrap it with a nice, soft, like, t- cottony T-shirt. And, yeah. No, I didn't wrap it, okay? But I am from the South. And when I tell you I've been Vicks down since... <laughs> for the last week okay if you've been anywhere near me you know this girl evidently <laughs> believes in some Vicks vapor rub because it has been neck chest everything three times a day like I'm a, a small turkey roast or something um and it helps people say you know they say that you shouldn't use Vicks anymore they say it's like dangerous but it's just everybody so- that I know that's lived into like later life has always used Vicks and castor oil but i don't believe in that because it's disgusting and i just i can't do it (laughs) now last time i was sick my mom brought me a vix which i'm obsessed with okay here's here's a little tip a holiday present last minute (laughs) present vix um shower steamers i love shower steamers you put them in the bottom of your shower and then they disintegrate but they bring an aroma up uh-huh. and they have a fix one so you can get that like effervescence in the shower it's kind of pricey you can get the walgreens i was like once i saw the price i was going to buy her some i said mm. 
You said it's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> you were like, let's see how long she's going to suffer before I just throw money away like this. But for myself, <laughs> definitely. For my mom, let's let's see let's see where she's at. Let's see where she's at. Yeah, exactly. If she I really needs it. Do it better. I think she I think she's doing better. <laughs> But if you want to, <laughs> wow! I, I mean, how much was it? Two ninety nine, five ninety nine, fifteen dollars. How much for, for three? Oh, for three! You get That's three in one pack, but it's thirteen dollars. That's the same as I paid at the small business store where they hand make them. What does mm. Vic do? That's why I said I said. Well, mm -mm. who was their competitor? They have no competitors. You're right. I mean. Vix is Vix. The, the business acumen on this lady. <laughs> this is true. Do you have anything else that you use whenever someone gets sick in your household, Miss Nancy? Because you seem to have this unlock. Well, you know, just hot tea and honey. Honey <sighs> is a natural uh, antibiotic. It does not allow infection to grow. So having a little honey, even if you just take that teaspoon and put or put it in your tea with lemon. I, I think that is a natural, um, has must have medicinal advantages. And chicken broth, you know, chicken soup is you can't beat those. Honey and chicken soup, those are tried and true. Do you know what I mean? That's what's gotten people through. Yeah, yeah, steam One, it's going steam. in the Power and mm -hmm. the steam, just letting that. Yeah, yeah. That's also also helpful. also. Hey, Vix, sponsor us. I also love <laughs> the tissues that have. I love a tissue plus lotion where it's the tissues with the lotion infused. Mm -hmm. I also love the Vix where the tissues are infused with Vix and lotion. Yeah. Now that oh. is luxury, but I do buy it. You know what? I need to have some of those on hand because this this time where I wasn't feeling good, I just <sighs> I bought a value pack of tissue. You know what I mean? I was in the store. You know, it was school season. I was like, if the kids are getting it, I'll get it. Did I get the one with lotion? No, because it was a couple extra dollars. And I was like, you're OK. It's just good to have around. Yeah. I got sick. My nose all cut up. You know what I mean? Oh, because yeah. I'm just using unlotioned tissues. You know what I mean? So everybody spend the extra dollars. You know what I mean? Give the guests the dry tissues when they come over, but for yourself in reserve, have the, have the luxury. You know what I mean? Take care of yourself. Much Take like Kelly does with the big shower vapor gel. I mean. The other thing is just um, Vaseline, you know, keeping Vaseline on your nose so that it doesn't get all dry. And yeah, that these is. things are all priceless. One thing that I saw on the internet and let me just see what you think about this. They said you cut an onion into fours, okay? Because when you're sick, you listen to everything. They say you <laughs> cut an onion into fours and you put it in your room and it's supposed to absorb like germs and stuff. Have you ever heard of this before, Miss Nancy? No, no. No, but this is an onion forward house. So, oh, yes. You yes. know, the I would more onion, the better in this house. So I, I would not be surprised if we went ahead and did that at some point. Yes. No, I've never heard of that. Did you do no. it? Um, this is interesting. I was very tired. So I did cut the onion and I went to sleep and I was like, oh, I guess it doesn't work. Um, 
And then I didn't go to the kitchen for a while. So I guess the, the onion was just in my kitchen chopped up for two days. I, it never made it to my room. So whether it works or not, I don't know. Because it no, never made it. In the kitchen. When, right. when you would go in there for some broth, then you would get the benefits. Right. Maybe the kitchen is healthier. I don't know. But for me, it was. And then I was just like, what have you absorbed in the last two days, onion? And then I just threw it away. Because I was like, I don't know if it has to be fresh. I don't know what's going on. So yeah, no, I just completely wasted yeah. an onion. I at night I would rinse with Listerine, and in the morning, mm. germs in my mouth. That'll kill it. That'll kill them. Yeah, that's true. They do say that your mouth is where all the germs are, and I do have copious amounts of Listerine because mm. I stopped using it because they said it's not. I I should stop reading so much. I should just live off the land. Live off what okay. I was told. No, yes, because they're, they're always giving you things are bad. They're like tomatoes cause cancer. Like, tomatoes will change yeah. your skin so it's porcelain. Like you just can't win sometimes with the internet. It just you can find anything. Yeah. Well, they said that Listerine knocks out all of your bacteria, including the good bacteria. And mm-hmm. I like grew up where it was just like you Listerine, you get rid of those germs and da da da. But they said that's not good for you. But then it makes sense if you're sick, knock it all out. You know what I mean? It- evidently something's taken over kill it all you know what I mean (laughs) and you're starting fresh so that makes sense because I I like got new toothbrushes and everything so like sick toothbrush mid-sick toothbrush and then new toothbrush (laughs) I I totally believe in changing your toothbrush as you get sick like some people are like oh after you finish your sickness no because for some reason mid-sick toothbrush I just it's a thing with me personally but Yeah. yeah Um, original germs, which are probably the strongest, are on your toothbrush. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> this Listen. is scientifically not proven. <laughs> Listen, it's whatever works. The last yeah. thing that I heard, um, I heard this actually from an old roommate that I had, but I just never tried it because it seemed really messy. She said that at night you put garlic on your feet. And then you put on socks and you sleep with it. And then when you wake up, the garlic will have permeated your body and like cleared up like your nose and everything. Like your mouth will taste like garlic. But I don't sleep with like I can start off with socks on, but I can't make it through the night with socks on. And I just didn't see garlic being all in my bed. So I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I almost got desperate enough to do it. But I was like, nah, have you guys (laughs) ever heard of that? Somebody told me to put Vicks on your feet and socks. Mm-hmm. Now that I would try. Yeah. Would you try that? I, I would. Yeah. I would. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, you're not supposed to use Vicks. Like they said, you're not supposed to use Vicks in your on your like around your nose. Mm-hmm. Come on, though. Who's not doing that? Do you know <laughs> Who's just putting it on their chest and just moving on with their life? <laughs> Yeah. Your nose is all red from your cold and you put Vicks on. That hurts. Oh, it did hurt. And I was okay with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. So good. Yeah. yeah I was using one nostril. I tried to do this breathing routine where you like cut off one knot, you hold one and you breathe. And the one side it was fine. And the other side, I was like, oh, I really cannot breathe out of this side. So <laughs> this will have to be safe for later. So anyway, that was sickness you're, talk with TV told me. Yeah, really. <laughs> We're glad you're on the men. But you know what the one good thing about being sick is? You watch a ton of TV. You do oh, watch TV. Where you get sick of watching TV, but you know, we're not gonna ever say that. No. 
But Nancy offered a Christmas movie and we all watched it and we're going to, you know, go through it and see what, see what we think about this Christmas holiday movie. So we watched Christmas and Evergreen. Tidings of joy. Now, yes. Tell them what I found out is it's a trilogy. Did not know. It's a trilogy. The first one was Christmas and Evergreen. Then there was Christmas and Evergreen Letters to Santa. And this was the third one, Christmas and Evergreen Tidings of Joy. I am so glad that you said that. And you know why? Because when I saw this movie, I was like, I've seen these people before. Like I've seen, and I was like, well, maybe (laughs) I've seen this movie before. And I was like, no, I've seen these people. Like, it just seemed too familiar to me. So obviously, I don't know which Christmas other one I've seen, but I've definitely seen these people before in this town. Veterinarian. Mm -hmm. Yes, I had seen her before. And the woman that was leaving, I guess the veterinarian that had to leave town, she was also in one. Yep. But yes, I thought the vets. same thing. I know a town <laughs> But I so was like, maybe all I centered, seen... but all three movies were in the town of Evergreen, Evergreen. Vermont. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Vermont, was... like, can we be known for anything other than Christmas? I've never even heard of anybody going to Vermont and like having a good Christmas time, but well, the movies sure it's make a it beautiful seem that way. state. It is a beautiful well, that's right. state. You've been there. Yeah. Which is which was part of the reason that I picked it. Yeah, tell know, us. Because... Okay, you were telling me last night how you pick a Christmas movie to watch. What what goes through your mind when you're looking at all those little thumbnails? Okay, do well, tell. Well, when it said evergreen, just the word evergreen denotes She's Christmas like... to me. <laughs> and centered in Vermont, I've been to Vermont. I know Vermont is beautiful, and and then I look at whose pictures are in the advertisement. And so, like you say, some of the actors or actresses, you think, oh, I saw them in something else. And they denote either a positive vibe or a negative vibe. Mm. And, um, when I, I saw these two actors, the, the actor and the actress, the main characters, I, I knew I liked, I had seen them and they left a positive taste in my mouth. So that's what she also said. Nothing with a castle. Yes. I don't want really Christmas movies with the castle. Christmas at the castle actually was really good. <laughs> any of that. We, yeah. We, we watch actually a lot of things with castles because yeah. all the, the Christmas, the Christmas witch, all the at a castle ones. Yeah, a Christmas prince at a castle. And for that, Nancy says, not on my Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not mad at it. I just think they, you know, when you watch these movies, it's like, don't have too high of expectations. Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and because you know that they are not real, which which is part of the reason you do watch them. But to me, the castle and the princess and the princesses is like beyond, beyond that. It's like mm. too, too fantasy. Yes. I'm taking it too far. But, so. but also, you know, she looks at a thumbnail. I think it was a uh, jingle bell Jubilee 
and you saw the guy in the thumbnail and you said absolutely not yeah you said <laughs> you said <laughs> i don't like the i don't like the cut of his jib i don't like the way he looks like she did not get a good vibe she's like she, and then i go okay what is it about this i respect person? it i brought it up i respect it something what? about him is not there you okay, know what and- it looks like he's not a, i'm not gonna lie to you sir i no disrespect um marshall williams he doesn't look like he's a great actor i'm so, he just it's it just doesn't look like it i'm sorry <laughs> um her exact words were he looks uninteresting <laughs> I agree. And I think that lines up with what you said. So, I mean, everybody's got to pick, you got to pick a reason. There's too many Christmas movies to count as, as an Instagram reel that I've sent I day several times where it's like Christmas and evergreen, evergreen and Christmas, evergreen comes to Christmas, Christmas comes to evergreen. And it's, (laughs) there's like all these different, just slightly changed titles you gotta you gotta pick a reason on what to watch yeah and with this jingle bell jubilee neither of these people seem jubilant do you know what i mean like they don't so i'm just maybe they are amazing maybe that's maybe christmas comes and they become happy they don't look happy in this promo pick so i agree i wouldn't have picked this movie either so yes but christmas and evergreen let me just say you know we'll get into it but i enjoyed it i really did i thought yeah. yeah, I felt it gave you what you needed. Was it in some ways over the top and at times in a way that a Christmas movie always is where and there were some questions. There were some questions along the way that I had that I would love to bring up. Yeah. Well, and they brought in some little different plots along the way too. you know, the the guy that fixed the snow globe and the girl, you know, there were some other little smaller things going on. And the mayors being um, at each other, not, well, no, not at each other, but the change in um, who is going to be mayor and, um, and then the, you know, they find the key. So there were a lot of little things that added to it also. Yeah. True. But I, Mm mm-hmm. I thought the actress, I really liked her. What is her name? Maggie Lawson. I thought she oh was. Oh my gosh, did you come with notes? Oh, yeah. Yes. I told her to take notes she's like, because we're very similar in the way that I watch something and I go, I don't remember what just happened. So I told um, her, I take notes because I can't remember afterwards. Ida has a, has a memory that's amazing. She's like, Oh, I watched that movie 15 years ago. Here's what happened. Here's what I think. Wow. But you and I are not cut of that. No, so no. we, ha- we, we got to take notes, but she did some research. I mean, I didn't know it was a trilogy. I didn't know about Miss Maggie Lawson. So I love her. In psych. Good. Yes. Yeah. And I used to like that show. She was like yeah. one of the detectives and oh, she's like, she's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked her and I liked her in psych too. The guy was okay. My, my word for the, Paul Green was just kind of phony. Exactly. Wow. You know, he, wow. he always had that great smile because he has a great smile and mm-hmm. he's a handsome guy. But um, just, and I have some other comments about him too. Just Go, a little Lay it out. Oh. It never reached his eyes. The smile never reached his eyes. He was never fully present. Yes. yes. Yeah. It could have easily, this movie could have easily been a Christmas horror movie as well. Cause it was like, there was weird <laughs> stuff happening where I was like, 
are they going to let her leave this town? It's either <laughs> Yes, because at some point she's like, "Are they too friendly?" Yeah, and I was like, "Girl, you've just been hanging out with every single person. Like, you (laughs) showed up. You actually are too friendly. You showed up to this town and you said, hello person, can I come to your house? Hello, you own a shop. Let me decorate your Christmas tree, even though you don't know me. But now I'm I'm woven into the fabric of this town." But she, at the same time, she's like, are they too friendly? I'm almost like, you're going to everything. Like later on, they're like, she's like typing or whatever, you know, because she's a journalist, but she's also freelance and there's mother issues. And then <laughs> like, they're like, we're going to go Christmas caroling. And they're like, do you want to like come with us? Because literally the entire movie, she has gone with everybody and done everything they've done. And then she's like, I don't know. Are you sure I should come? I'm like. You have gone to everything <laughs> else. You've never said maybe I shouldn't go to these people that you don't even know. You invited yourself to everything. Yeah. Well, she was on vacation. When she was on the train, she was extra friendly. And she was like, I'm here working on my second. He was, she was, he was like, Oh, you're gonna sit there. She was like, Yes, because I'm here on vacation working on my second novel. I really don't want to get involved, but like and he was like, Okay, um, great. <laughs> But, you know, then it was like, okay, who, you could tell that they liked each other, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, her, you know, more than him, but who initiated the first kiss? She did. Who came back to Evergreen? She did. I I felt like he was a little too wimpy for me. I like a guy that takes a little more of the first step. As opposed Look, to he was going through it. Paul Green was going through it. He moved, he only spent five years in Chicago as a journalist, which I don't think is that long to be like your prestige. Yeah, right. And then he goes back and he's trying to help his grandma with a library. And at the end, the grandma's like, Can you go live your life? Like, this is my <laughs> dream. It's not yours. Please stop trying to get on my train. And I think he, and he's like, I don't know. I haven't written anything in forever. I think he's having well, a crisis. Not? He's having a crisis of confidence. He's- I know. But when it comes to love, I'm like Nancy, like, especially initiating the first kiss, like, come on, dude. Like she's looking at you. She's letting you know it's a go. She could, right. she, she could have waved a flag. That was her next step. She was like <laughs> right here. If he yes. would have been Gary, Jerry, the bachelor, he would have already been like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Because she was ready. Entered the kiss zone. <laughs> exactly. She was in the kiss zone and he was still looking at her like, hmm, no. Yeah. yeah. No, just with the smile on his face. You know? Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then what she had that? to find him a job. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. And the Nana sends his article to somebody to get a, another interview. It was like. She's like, get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Just- this wasn't tough enough for me yeah Um, he the women in his life are really making things happen for him he was not doing it on his own at all i agree with that yeah Yeah. he seemed a little aloof the whole show like he was never really connected with anybody he was just kind of moving along the town yeah yeah i feel like he was like oh you're a reporter gonna write about our town i'm like has anybody written anything bad about this town like why are you suspect of journalists and you used to be one. So why are you like thinking that she's going to write some hit piece, which, although I guess later 
you know, she leaves the paper in the printer mm. always. Yeah. Get what you you got you walk to the printer yourself and you get what you printed out. <laughs> you said, I can't believe it. You wrote, is everybody really this friendly? And he was mad. But she but was, was coming at so it stupid. from the perspective of a journalist, you know, and, mm -hmm. and different perspectives. And he took it so personally. It's like, ah. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. They should not be together. But she, want, she wanted she wanted it that much she, but, she did no. she, she saw what was hers and she was like let's do this and I agree with you Nancy yeah. I don't think he's ready for a relationship because he seems to not really be able to go get things so mm, I don't know I agree I agree mm. but you know what cracks me up about these movies I just you you have to go into it with a low expectation because the acting is not going to be up there with the Academy Awards, you know, <laughs> and the story and everything is not going to be up. But that's okay. Because what you're watching, why are you watching that movie? It's for the magic. It's for the happy ending. You know, it's going to end happily. You know that there's going to be love involved and um, happy people involved. And the decorations, I was thinking... Who, the train for one thing the opening scene you have this train that is decorated when have you been on a train that's decorated and then these houses well, we haven't gone to christmas in vermont well that's true that's true and the but polar express is starting to be really popular in a lot of cities where they decorate trains and do little dances on the train especially here <laughs> there's a train in grapevine and they have they have a santa they have hot chocolate they have musical numbers i don't know if i want to be in an enclosed space because what if it's like not going well like you have no outs but yes. i don't know that's, that's the only reason i haven't taken it yet. but i think whatever decorations you put up in a house they have to be taken down and when i see the expansive decorations <laughs> i just think <laughs> all that says to me is a lot of work when this holiday is over but remember, they um they don't take their stuff down until Easter. Oh, what? Like, well, there you they go. said that? They said that there was a very long, they're like, yeah, we, we just keep it up. We maybe take it down right near Easter. Mm -mm. That's a pet peeve of mine. I don't, I don't care for that. When I don't really care when people, <laughs> I don't care when people put things up early. Like I feel like when fall hits, if you want to put up some trees and stuff. But yeah. if it's Valentine's Day and you still have like some Santa Clauses and peppermints, I'm not into it. Do you know what I mean? I understand everybody's tired, but don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, tidings of good comfort and joy throughout the year. But baby, when Cupid has arrived, your decorations should go. Do you know what I mean? If the yeah. Easter bunny is like, so you're telling me <laughs> you're celebrating the birth of Jesus and all. You can't celebrate two holidays. Come on, man. You got to Easter. You're, li you're like, here's him in the nativity and here's him. He's risen. No, you got to cut it off. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. No, I no. liked in the middle of the movie, like the general store, they were decorating another Christmas tree. I was like, why? There's so many decorations. You couldn't possibly put up more decorations, but they were. That could well, possibly be me. If I had help, like, if I ever had money and I just had help, I would be like, decorate another one. Like I recently saw a video of Kim Kardashian's house 
she had no lot she had no lie less than she had at least 150 christmas trees in her home like real like when you walked in down the hall was like a christmas tree every inch was like a new live christmas tree and it was all flocked with the white and then outside her house it was like a whole village of christmas trees all flocked with the white and lights and i was just like People were like, that's too much. But I was like, is it though? I would love it. <laughs> as long as I don't have to do it. Do you know what I mean? If somebody else yes. is doing it, do I would that? love it. Who yeah. put it up and who takes it down? Exactly. Because she got her. her money. Okay. She's she has money. I don't have that. I don't have that Kim Kardashian money. So I'm down to two trees. Cause I like you said, I know what goes up and I know what I can take down. Yeah. I don't have it in me. Because if you take it down wrong, the next Christmas, you are like, what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, we're still getting live Christmas trees. Yeah, we still are. But um, yeah, I loved when they went Christmas tree shopping. And of mm. course, it has the red truck to, you know, to take deliver the Christmas trees. But she had on boots with like three inch heels to go Christmas tree shopping. And I, I thought, who does that? Mm. Who wears live in the fantasy mama? Yeah, that's what, and they're Christmas cookies. We just decorated Christmas cookies. Okay. They're Christmas cookies. Everyone is perfect. You know, just this designer Christmas cookie. And it's like, this is not reality because we just finished decorating them and they look nothing like this. This is and they didn't do a montage. So this, Christmas, movie, this movie had no montage. Normally a Christmas movie does have a montage of getting... No, they did have a montage. They had they a montage of... Well, I'm going to talk about it in a second. But they had a montage. But I'll oh. let you continue. I'll tell you what it is, though. Oh, that was a montage of what? I just like montage. So in this movie... Okay. Evidently, most people in this town have been in this town forever. And they like have this secret that none of them know. They're like, well, they talk about a secret, but we none of us know what it is. Just so happens they find the, this key and this little boy is like, I know where to put the key. Sir, it's a town full of doors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the little boy is like, I know where this key goes. I don't know if it was a wall. I don't know what it was, but he puts the key in this wall and then all of a sudden it all falls down. And beneath this wall is like... um. Oh my gosh, I just forgot what it's called. An advent, like a huge advent calendar, like the size of a building that no one has questioned or asked about <laughs> why this wall was there. And then the two older people are like, oh, we're so glad you finally found it. We've been waiting for you guys to find it forever. I'm not trying to be funny. You guys are kind of up there. What if you, what if they wouldn't have found it? Could you not have just said, hey man, <laughs> Um, just want to let you guys know, I'm not sure how you didn't find it before now, but there's an advent calendar and you should probably, you know, start, start looking towards it. They never said anything. They were just like, oh, thank God you found it. So the montage worried about that because there were like four people that knew about it and two of them were already deceased. And mm -hmm. I was like, this easily could have just never been found. And they wanted it found this year. Because it was the 50th anniversary of the storm. It was cool, though. I'm not going to lie. It was really cool. Yes. It was, I mean, it was really pretty. I was just kind of like, maybe you guys should have, like, written something to the mayor to say, open this on the 50th or whatever. Not yeah. put a key at the bottom of a snow globe and be like, 
the lady that broke the treasured snow globe could have been saved all of her guilt and <laughs> racking her brain <laughs> like that's right yeah. then they found the key under the sled but mm-hmm. they looked under the sled if they didn't find it in the how are they going to find it in the slow the snow globe yeah, these people are not saying anything either. Just the Nana and the guy who looks like Santa Claus are just like, oh, so glad you guys came to it. I'm like, this is definitely a Christmas movie because, and then they didn't say, hey, that key that you found, try it here. They were just like, we'll see. What? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The journalist, like, I have a good feeling about this. I was like, you don't live here. <laughs> but. But in the advent calendar, the montage was is they would have, they had some days, but then other days they just kind of like would oh. speed past. That's how they, but they went through, they would just speed past and they'd be like, oh, we're doing da 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 whatever. But they kind of blended it in. But that was the quote unquote montage is oh. going through the advent calendar. Now, I have a question for you guys. There was a product placement that I thought went on several beats too long to make sure you saw it. And I just want to know if you guys also saw it. I didn't see it. Okay. But I wasn't looking directly at the screen. I was also washing dishes. So yeah, like I do with a lot of Hallmark movies. So true. It might've just, it might've just been me, but they were doing cookies and they like put one tray in the oven. And then the kid was like, here's another tray. How are you going to cook it? And then it's like Ninja Air Fryer. Oh, I did see that. Like, I got it. Uh, uh, then she like brings down the thing. She puts the tray in and then she closes it. And then it's just like the Ninja Air Fryer oh on the screen for like five seconds. And I was like, I missed that. I was That I was, was did it Because she almost gave him a thumbs up. Like she put it in there and then she smiled and winked at him. <laughs> and then she was just staring and then she walked away. And I was like, have these people never used a toaster oven? Like, what is this? But I was like, okay, sure. But yeah, no, that was product placement. But if that me, nothing else I saw in the whole thing except for just that one. So that movie's budget was very dependent on Ninja Air Fryer. So they had to get that right and get that. They counted the seconds for the contract. And they said, <laughs> we got it. We got the money. Well, and there was one time they put a tray of cookies in the oven and I swear they were kind of slide slid a little on the pan they were they were already cooked mm. oh yeah nancy just busting up <laughs> magic she was <laughs> like these are not real cooks they have missed the most important things but you know what i did love i love how they talk about traditions and you know i i think everybody at christmas love traditions and you know they had the tradition of the snow globe they had the tradition of the um the festival they had the tradition all these little traditions and i think that that's part of the charm of these movies because i i think that everybody enjoys their own traditions whatever they are you know they don't have to be a snow globe or a making cookies or whatever it is I just think that that it it gives respect to the idea of traditions at Christmas. And I, I like that. I like that because I think some people 
feel that we don't need traditions or we don't, you know, that you don't need that. And I think that you do. And I think that everybody enjoys traditions, no matter what they are for you, your town or your family. Mm. And I really like that in a lot of these movies. Yeah, I do love traditions. I know mm-hmm. that you guys have a tradition of making like pierogies. Right. Yeah. Did when you I make was... pierogies when you were younger as well at Christmas? Is that like something that you've been doing in your family or you were like with my family? I love a pierogi. We're going to start this. This is my family's tradition. Well, yeah, we did make them at Christmas. I, I don't, I think it was just something probably my mom and I did, you know, the. And they would bring them to the church yes. too, right? There's right. Like... But the big pierogi tradition that I remember is um, when we would have our church picnic in June and I had to go up to this lady's house with my mom and make pierogies all afternoon. And I mean, we made hundreds hundreds of them and um yeah pierogies are a lot of work they're a lot of hands-on work but our real tradition started when kelly's friends in high school wanted to come and make pierogies oh so there was a gap well we would always make them but it was never with the fanfare, with the party atmosphere <laughs> that, that we started having when Kelly's high school friends say, hey, we want to make pierogies. Well, then it turned into pierogi party day. And I had all these good girls that would pinch these pierogies and we'd turn on the polkas and throw the flour around. And, you know, we would just have a great time. And that's when it really um became a real an event that's mm. when making pierogies became an event not yeah. just you're making pierogies for christmas a real event and then you know the competitions of oh well, let's try this filling and let's try this filling and this filling and this filling and everybody had their little jobs that they had to do yeah because there's some different assignments so some people get get good at a certain assignment year after year mm-hmm. and um yeah, it's just always a good time. I mean, they're yes. so delicious. People people just want to come help because they want to take some home. Right. I do not blame <laughs> them because they're amazing. Yes, they are. I will say um, I we do make good pierogies. We do make, uh, you know, bread making was another tradition in our house for Christmas. My mother made great bread. We lived in an apartment near the Hudson River. So we would which was had a lot of breezes come through from the river at around Christmas time and in the winter. And we really, we didn't have really heat except from what came from the stove, but my mother would make bread and she'd wrap it in like three different Afghans. (laughs) So in this breezy unheated house, her bread would raise unbelievably. She made beautiful bread. Mm. I, who live in a modern house with heat and good um, insulation and everything, I can't do it. I cannot <laughs> raise bread. So are you saying as you went up in class, your bread went down? You were like, yeah. if I was in an unheated home, my bread would be amazing. But yeah. because I have insulation, you will never get that bread, Kelly. Modern <laughs> stove and everything. I can't do it. 
Anto. Well, we could put it outside, <laughs> still wrap it in <laughs> several afghans and uh, put it in the garage or something. I haven't seen you bake bread, but my mom is very good at making pies. That I would say is like her signature yes. dish. So and, and my mom did teach me, you know, to make the crust and everything. And that's, you know, my sister does that now. So she's very good at that. Yeah, she's good she's at carrying that on too. the tradition. What Where about you? Your family from? <laughs> family tell us about your tradition oh is your when, like where's your family from when you say by the hudson like oh well i grew up in a town called hastings on hudson which is in new york which is in new york so there's the bronx then you go up the hudson river to yonkers which a lot of people have heard of yonkers and then the next town is hastings on hudson which was just a little um we had a train station, a you small take, town. You can take the train town. into New York City. The, and yeah, I always, I lived, I did not live in the hill, which was where, you know, the um, more um, people that had more money lived. I lived down on on the Warburton Avenue, but um, I always referred to it as the Malibu of hey, of New York because, you know, like Malibu is outside of Santa Monica. Mm. LA. Hastings was outside of Yonkers and the Bronx, this little tiny town that kind of like an evergreen. Yeah. You know, when I was growing up. That's very cute. But had its own train station. So people would walk to the train station and hop on and go to work in New York City. Oh, nice. So did you used to go to New York when you were younger? Um, not really when I was younger. I, I okay. did take the girls a number of times and I worked in New York City for about a year and a half. Oh, nice. You've done all, you've done the four points because that means you've done the East Coast, the Midwest, you've done California, and yeah. now down South. Look at you. Yeah. You're a woman about the U.S. Well, I tell you, <laughs> I worked in Manhattan and I worked in L.A. Yeah, yeah. You hit the major so I am bi-coastal. I was a bi-coastal person. My other question is, because I didn't, well, I'll say it after you finish, but what is a pierogi? Because I'm sure people are like, that's amazing. I don't know what that is. Well, is it? it's a, it's an um, Eastern European. So my background was, um, I had my grandparents, one set of grandparents were Hungarian, one set of grandparents were Slovak, but I lived in an, a Polish area and went to a Polish church. So that, that. Eastern European, big influence, big influence there. And so uh, pierogi is a ravioli. You know, every culture has a ravioli. Or a dumpling. Yeah. Or a dumpling, right. Yeah. And this is an Eastern European ravioli. It's a dough and we, you can make them with many different flavors, but mm -hmm. cheesy potato is probably the uh, most traditional and we make that one. And we also make um, a sauerkraut with kobasi. Ooh, that sounds good. Also mm. in it. And this year we did an everything. So cheesy potato, sauerkraut, and kobasi. In the same one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. was that? That was my favorite. Yeah, that was really good. That's going to have to maybe favorite. be a every year thing. But so with sauerkraut, as a child, we made, we made progi with just sauerkraut. My mother wouldn't make many of them those were the only ones i would eat but working with sauerkraut can be tricky because it makes it harder to pinch around the edges mm -hmm. for that to stay 
But so that sauerkraut kobasi is really a original. And we mm. invented that. Oh, mm. okay. I love it. No, I I had no idea. I didn't know what a pierogi was until I worked in Pennsylvania and I worked in Wilkes-Barre, which is outside of Scranton, but it's like a really small town, but it's mainly a Polish town. Mm-hmm. And I remember, first off, Pennsylvania has like the best food in this part of Pennsylvania because yeah. every night they have like a different night, right? Like I would like leave work and they would be like, oh, it's wings night. You can go to these three places. And they would be like, oh, it's hot dog night. It all went with sports and food, okay? Their pizza <laughs> were, and then their pizzas were square. <laughs> they were like, yeah, you got to go to Albert for the square pizza. You got to go here for the hot dog. But every night they had a night of what, like who had what food and like mm-hmm. beer. It was weird. I mean, it wasn't weird. It was just like interesting because like, the girls in my office, I was like, maybe it's just these girls. But no, you would go into town and they'd be like wing night. And then you'd go like to the grocery store down the street and the other place would be having a wing night. So it was like they almost had them on the same nights. Yeah. I don't know, it's a very small town. Wilkes-Barre is not. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's not very small. Yeah. I think the only reason people know about it is because the office is set in Scranton. And that's right outside of Wilkes-Barre. And then they have a college there. Yeah. And it's off of 80. <clears throat> I'm not good with highways. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, um, so I went to this diner one time and I was like, oh, I don't know what a pierogi is. And he was like, huh. And he just kind of looked at me and he goes, well, it's just potatoes. And I said, oh, okay. Well, what's like, are they mashed? And he goes, no, it's a pierogi. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, let's do it. And yeah, he like, exactly. uh-huh. I guess I got to find he out. Like, puts butter on a skillet and he throws onion and garlic in there and he goes do you want cheese and I said I don't even know what I'm eating so yeah cool whatever (laughs) and he throws it on there and it's just like these squares or things that I'm seeing and he throws it on there and he's like mixing around mixing around then he flips it off and he puts cheese on it and it tasted like a really crispy crispy mashed potato it was beautiful okay (laughs) like I loved it I was sad to leave Wilkes-Barre just because I had never had a pierogi before and I love mashed potatoes and this was like perfect. And then when I was leaving, my coworkers were like, if you really like it, Miss T's sells it in a grocery store. So I try to recreate it, but I can never recreate this specific diner, much like I can't recreate that square pizza because it just has a very, there's just like a distinct, I guess for somebody who cooks it every day, they cook it like in a way where it's just like perfect. Yeah. And Miss Peas is like, it's fine, but it's like, I don't know, it's almost like buying frozen pizza compared to yeah. somebody like making it fresh for you. It doesn't taste the same, but if you guys are ever in the Midwest or near a Polish neighborhood, like get a pierogi, you will love it. It's amazing. Yeah. You can go to Detroit, you can go to Cleveland, you can go to Pittsburgh, you can, there are so many Midwest towns where you can get them, so. And I think you see them more in the frozen foods now than you ever did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's or- realizing just dough and potatoes <laughs> can and really butter and onions just butter and onions what's yeah. not to like everything they tell you not to eat we're gonna put it in one meal and yes. love it so yeah. but no i love it um <laughs> so for my family um the, i mean we do different things i mean we always look at lights on christmas eve like that's we just go around we're like fascinated with like lights so we've always yes. gone to like go look at lights going to different neighborhoods looking at lights um that's a big thing and then since my first nephew was born he we used to have regular thanksgiving meals and then we got tired of that and we were like we'll have mexican meals and we would do like tacos but then he one year wanted to have crab 
trust me, he was the firstborn because wow. this is like a five year old, and he's like, <laughs> wow. crap. And we're all like, okay. <laughs> and like, so ever since then, and he's like 19, we've always, we do like a crab royal, like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And we have like crab sausage, all of that. Um, which, when you think about it, I mean, of all oh, the foods boy. that he selected, that was yeah. pretty pricey. But that's yeah. what we do. And it is delicious. And now, even if we wanted to change it, my other nephews are like, oh, can't wait to have this crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I can't wait till you all get a job so you can help us. <laughs> okay. And there's a lot of them. Okay. So it's <laughs> like six boys and a girl. So it's like, oh, wow. Y'all are, and they're getting bigger. So it's like, wow. It's crap, but it is through the roof. Yeah. But, but see, that's how a tradition happens. It's mm-hmm. like, it's different for everybody, but mm-hmm. children latch on to things. Mm-hmm. That, you know and they're they're a big part of it's what a very comfort tradition yeah it's yeah. very comforting but you kind of have to you know see what they end up liking to do yeah you know yes let them mm-hmm. let them be creative and kind of yeah fall. me and my grandma used to have well she used to cook um she used to cook a new year's dinner that nobody i mean nobody in my household can really create because she would make everything from scratch, like her cornbread, her greens. Oh, wow. So you basically would have cornbread, you have greens for luck, no greens for money, black eyed peas for luck. So that we recreate and that's fine. But the thing that she did that nobody else likes to eat is she would make chitlins, which are like, it's like a pig intestine. And it yeah. sounds weird, but it's either one of those things that you like or you don't like. I like yeah. them. Nobody yeah. else in my house likes it. So it won't happen. But the thing is that you have to like thoroughly clean it and it takes work. And my mm-hmm. mom is just like, I like the the after effect. I don't like the cleaning process. <laughs> so she's never made it. Um, but my grandma used to like take the whole day to make it. Um, and it would be like amazing. Mm-hmm. So that tradition, and I've seen uncooked chitlins before and I'm like, <laughs> so that tradition is unfortunately left with her because I was like, I, I do not want to mm, do this on my own, but. Well, we know. had, we had something. My parents used to make, see, I didn't leave cookies for Santa. I left pig's feet for Santa. What? So, Wait a minute. What? Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. So this was, Hunga- this was more Hungarian. Oh, okay. The pig's feet. And he would go to the Hungarian butcher and get the pig's feet and they would have to burn the hair off of it. And then they would cook them. And and just boil them, boil them, boil them. Mm -hmm. And it would make its own gel. So Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. all that um, collagen, Mm -hmm. which is supposed to be the- be good for you. Yeah, supposed to be really good for you. So, you know, it would, when it got cold, it would all gel with these pig's feet in it. Mm -hmm. And um, my father loved it, loved it. And I didn't like it, but that's what we would leave for Santa because Santa loved pig's feet. I love that. Yeah. My grandma used to eat pig's feet, but it still looked like the feet of a pig. So I was like, nah, I don't need, so I've never really eaten pig's feet because I could never get over the fact that like, you don't look like something else. Like I can't excuse this. This is a foot. foot. If you just gave them meat. Like if you took the meat off and then ate that or something, oh, no. you'd be like, but that you can't really do it. Chewing on it, I guess. Yeah. 
you have to like get in there and I was just like no but yeah some people it's their thing but I just even like um there's some people that eat like is it crow's feet no it's chicken feet chicken feet on for dim sum yeah nah anything that looks like I no, I can't I get you know what I'm not a foot person in general even people right (laughs) right so that's just not for me (laughs) I've had chicken feet once but it like I just want there's not a lot of meat on a chicken foot so it um um but it wasn't for me but I'm willing to try something and I feel like you can have just a strong feeling from a tradition like from growing up if you grew up eating chicken feet like right they have a meaning to you probably over like eating them or liking them or yes um that sort of thing like same with chitlins you know like that means more to you than just the taste right um you know that's a part of your grandma and bringing that forward so and our christmas eve again an eastern european thing our christmas eve dinner was was a holy dinner was very important Mm. and we would have horseradish which my father would make and we we do make that and that was like for the bitterness in life and you had the new bread and you had we had kobasi but then we also had this mushroom soup we had to get the mushrooms from czechoslovakia this lady would send mushrooms and as a child this mushroom soup I wanted nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it, but you had to, you know, have a little bit of it mm-hmm. for some meaning in life or whatever. <laughs> so the first year we were married, my husband and I, my mo- we went home for Christmas and my mother dishes out the mushroom soup. As an adult, I loved it. Mm-hmm. As a child, no, thank you. As an adult, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And my poor husband eats the bowl of mm-hmm. mushroom soup, just kind of getting it down out of being polite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I'm eating mine. So I look at him and I said, oh, because he had finished it before anybody else did. Because remember as a kid, if you ate it really fast, if you didn't like it, you (laughs) ate the things you didn't like really fast. Well, I guess that was his theory. And I said, oh, do you want more? And he looked at me and his eyes would have burned holes in my (laughs) the way he looked at me just like are you kidding me (laughs) no thank you but the eyes were saying i will kill you if you give (laughs) one more drop of that mushroom soup (laughs) just think if you would have offered him more kelly might not be here today well i'm glad (laughs) that you could read his eye language that's amazing that was so funny well we loved having you here mom no wait i have something else okay sorry go ahead no you're fine so um i know that you are also an avid book reader nancy and so miss nancy so one of the things that i read that you might be interested in is there's this lady her name is stephanie Barron, and she writes she writes jane austen but from the first person as though she is jane austen Mm. and she um she has a series called the jane austen mysteries (laughs) so the reason why so i mean like during christmas i just try to read like a random christmas book um so jane austen and the 12 days of christmas it's a story about jane austen and her family on holiday and there is a murder to be solved and they solve it during christmas I love it. 
Um, and it was like interesting because it was daring. Um, let me see again. It's Stephanie. I think it's Barrow. Uh, where did I just put that? Uh, let's see. We'll find it. We'll it's go. Baron. It's Baron. B A R R O N. Stephanie Baron. So okay. yeah, it's by Stephanie Baron, and she has like a whole series. So if you are, if you're like, oh, I like that one. There's other ones in her in there, but. I really do love Jane Austen books um, and like, I mean, I love Jane Austen. And so it's always interesting when people try to read, write from the perspective of Jane Austen or Jane Austen-esque. And so I felt like this really did like fit in line with that. And so I enjoyed it. So it was interesting. And it had a little mystery because I know that you read one of my recommendations. I don't know if you read The Guest List or The Paris Apartment. Well, did you? Um, I read, I think I read both. I definitely read The Guest List. You read the really Paris good. apartment. Did I read yeah. the Paris Yeah, I'm pretty sure you But the guest list sticks smart. in your mind more because the guest list, every second, you're just like, what is going on? Yes. That one was harder to put down for me. And who wrote, do you remember who wrote that? I don't remember. Um, I read well, other let me look. Nancy's in like three different book clubs. Like, that is what I want to do. I, I mean, I need to, you know what, for 2024, I want to get back into another book club lucy foley wrote the paris apartment and the guest list oh okay, okay. um i want to yes. get back into another book club because i miss like talking to people about like the books that i read i i read like a lot i do audio and like just regular books too um so yeah no but i think yes. that you'll like that oh good so that one stand really stands out in my memory yeah so if you think of any books let us know um and yeah, again, thank you so much for joining us. How was it? Did oh, you it was it was great because I just felt like I was talking to you mm-hmm. and not thinking of the millions of people out there listening. <laughs> and yeah. it was so nice to see you because I haven't seen you for a long time. That was just nice having a conversation with the two young ladies that um are just so kind and generous to have this old lady come in and oh, put her two cents in. <laughs> we love it. I love that you called opinion. us young. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> you are. These, these Gen Zs will make you feel like you're dirt. They're like, you were born in the 1900s? I'm like, yes. My gosh. The 1900s wasn't that long ago. They were like, Our, know, our niece isn't talking yet, so she can't make fun of us just yeah. yet, but it's coming. Yeah, We have to enjoy these moments now while we can't. My grandma was born in the 1900s. I it, I think that's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Well, when they're talking about me, I'm just like, um, I wasn't born at the beginning. I was born at the end of that century. Not at the beginning. It was the end. Because I teach little kids like improv and I'll say something like, I'll be like, oh man, you're rocking it. And they'll be like, so old. I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, <laughs> yeah so no it's interesting but thank you so much for joining us um if you have if you guys have any book recommendations or movie recommendations definitely just email us at tvtoldme at gmail.com um subscribe to our podcast on spotify look for us on instagram 2024 our instagram is gonna be amazing okay it's gonna it's gonna be off the charts (laughs) i i i'm gonna speak to little julian during the break and say hey do you want to come up with another piece of artwork Probably yeah. not because basketball starting again. And as you guys know, oh. you know, <laughs> he has a busy, and he's playing the cello and he's playing the cello. So, 
you know, he has a lot of things going on and roadblocks is really important to him. But in between that, if he can, and he likes to draw anime. So I guess if I told him like, can we be anime? He would draw that like that. But that's true. That's, that's a good way to put it. And I hope that everybody out there gets to enjoy their traditions, you know, with your family, your chosen family, um, or even just hanging out by yourself. I've been, I've done that during COVID. I've, you know, had a lonely Christmas, but you can you can still have your traditions so yeah well merry christmas happy holidays to everyone out there um we appreciate you guys listening and we will see you in the new year bye bye bye